0: Shall we pray, Heavenly Father, it is a great thing that we are here in your house, and Lord and God, we come together to be worshiping you and to be nurtured in our undoubted Christian faith. Heavenly Father, we are about to read your holy word, and we pray that your word may be a real blessing to each one of us. And we pray also that the message may go right into our hearts so that we are once again helped and encouraged in the way of our Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to pray that the message which is about prayer may use us in the great service to which we are called every day in the kingdom of our Lord. Heavenly Father, it is for us a tremendous privilege that we are part of your service. And especially that all of us, by your grace, daily and continually, as Wayne explained have the opportunity to pray early in the morning and late at night and in between. And so, Lord, bless us and keep us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us turn to two scripture readings, Exodus 32, 1 through 6, and Hebrews 3, 1 through 6. Now you know the old saying, the New Testament is in the Old Concealed and the Old Testament is in the New Revealed. Now towards the end of the message this morning, I hope through uh, John Calvin's description of prayer... Show you four things that you hope to remember as you leave this uh, place of worship. So that is right after the message. First of all, Exodus 32 1 through 6. And our text is uh, found in verse 32. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt... We don't know what has happened to him. Aaron gathered them, answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol, cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, O Israel, your milk and honey. But I will not go with you. Let me see your God, so Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day, the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings Afterwards, they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. Now, the text for this morning in Exodus 32 is verse 32. Well, you have the Bibles there in front of you. And this is what it says Moses coming down from the mountain, but now, please. Forgive their sin. And if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. And then in Hebrews chapter 3. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle ...and the high priest whom we confess. He was faithful to the one who appointed him... ...just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses... ...just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, testifying to what would be said in the future. But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are His house if we hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast. Those are the scripture readings. May the Lord bless those words to our hearts congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ. it is a moving picture, little children and vain kneeling on the floor. It is a moving picture and a moving experience when God's people are on their knees before, the Lord. Now you remember from your Heidelberg Catechism when it talks about prayer that it says prayer is the chief part of thankfulness. Now I don't know how you start today, but I Take it that you start the day with prayer. And my wife and I have made it a habit already long ago to start the morning prayers with thankfulness. And we do that especially also because we have uh, a beautiful text, that we have in in one of our windows. And that says, it is a quote by George Herbert. Lord, thou hast given us so much. Give us one more thing. Thankfulness. You know, and I know that we are often very much inclined to go to God's throne of grace in terms of ourselves, in terms of, Lord, be with us today. Lord, be with our children. Lord, be with our grandchildren. Lord, and we pray in terms of ourselves and our loved ones, And perhaps we also pray in terms of other people. And that is what the message this morning is all about. Already long ago, I learned by heart, and I think you should do this yourself, that as much as possible, you learn the scriptures And particularly certain statements of the Bible by heart. And so it says in 1 Samuel 12, 23. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord. Listen. That I should sin against the Lord. Not to pray for you. intercessory prayer, the word intercession means to go in between. I intercede for my children. I intercede for others. And of course the Bible itself, our Lord himself, as we will notice, is our great intercessor. Now Moses was the intercessor of the Old Covenant. And as you know from your Bible studies, there are many covenants in the Bible. In fact, we could say the Bible is God's covenant book. Now there is an Old Covenant and a New Covenant. And Moses is called the mediator the intercessor of the Old Covenant. And you know how the Lord used Moses. And that's why he's mentioned again and again in the New Testament how the Lord used Moses in his great service. It started with his birth. And you know what happened in those days? there was an antichrist called Pharaoh. And he had commanded that all baby boys born should be killed. Just like Herod, when he heard that Jesus was born. Antichrist. And so the mother of Moses and the father they put Moses in a basket and you know the story from Sunday school Moses was put in a basket and an Egyptian princess saw Moses and Moses was a beautiful baby and the Egyptian princess said to her following I want that baby And then by the grace of God, and God is so wonderful, and so praise him in your prayers because of the great things that he is doing, even though at times you become perhaps, as I do, very depressed about the times in which we live. God is on the throne. And God used even his mother to... to nurture Moses as a little child. And then he was, of course, educated at the house of Pharaoh. And he became a very educated person. And he uh, became a leader. And then we see the tremendous confrontations between Moses... And Pharaoh between the people of Israel who for more than 400 years served as slaves in Egypt and the nation of Egypt. And you read all about it in the book of Exodus and Deuteronomy at the end of his life a very moving life in the service of the Lord. Moses in Exodus 32, he praises the Lord. And what our young people were teaching us is basically what we read in the Bible. God is our rock. Apart from him, we have nothing. So stand upon the rock and pray in terms of Of the rock Christ Jesus. Because he is our foundation. He is the very one. As we will hear. Who came into this world. To teach you. And you and you and me. How to pray. And so Moses. He was greatly privileged. And he was amazingly blessed. And the Lord. Communes has fellowship with Moses in a very particular way as he does with his covenant children. Often, as I think of the book of Psalms, I think of Psalm 25, verse 14, where it says, the secret things of our Lord are communed with his people of the covenant. And of course, as I said, the Psalms, they are the prayer book of God's people. And so Moses is invited to climb the mountain. And on the mountain he, of course, receives, as you know, and we know them all by heart, the Ten Commandments in chapter 20. And it starts in a wonderful way. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of Egypt, into the land of promise. And you shall have no other gods before me. Very straightforward. Ten commandments. And many of us learn them from youth on. And we know them by heart. But like myself, we need to be reminded constantly. As we do our daily work. And as we live our lives before God's face. To honor him by keeping his commandments. And then we read a little bit later on. That Moses, he spent a lot of time with the Lord. And he had very intimate times in prayer and in fellowship with his creator, Redeemer. And the people of Israel, they are down there and they become very impatient And they don't know what to do with themselves. And as Moses comes down from the mountain, the people in their unfaithfulness, in their spiritual stupidities, they say to Aaron, Moses is not coming. We are left on our own. Why don't you, Aaron, help us, Aaron, Moses' brother, to make an idol? And we can dance around the idols and we can have great times like the nations. And Aaron, you don't understand it. He uh, gathers all the earrings and before you know it, They have this golden calf. And they begin to worship the calf. And they begin to dance and have a great time. And they feel like all the other nations of the world. And they sing and they shout. And this is it. And then Moses comes down the mountain. And he probably hears all the shouting and all the terrible things that are happening. Um, <clears throat> Moses, he is so deeply, deeply grieved, so deeply lamenting and crying out says, Lord God, what is happening to your people? And then in that statement, and it is a statement that many of us don't even understand it, but it says in verse 32, Lord, forgive, Lord, forgive, and take me out of the book that you have written. If only these people may be forgiven. (sighs) Now, I don't think you and I don't think I have ever written or ever ever, uh, said a prayer like that. In one of the sermons of Charles Charles Haddon Spurgeon... (coughs) And somebody once gave me all his sermons, a whole stack of volumes. And in one of his sermons, I was reading when he talked about election. And this is what he said You know, when you are elected, when you are chosen, if you can say to your neighbor, Lord God, let him be chosen. Never mind my own life. Never mind my own salvation. Never mind whether I am written in the book of life. Now These are hard things to understand. I'm thinking of, of, of 2 Samuel chapter 18. This cry of this father... Oh, Absalom, oh, my son, my son, Absalom. If only I had died for you, Absalom, my son, my son. Prayer. God's people on their knees. Moses at the very... Height of his faith, which is also at the very lowest point, so to speak, of his faith. Take me out of the book of life, if only these people might be forgiven. Now, Moses, he could not save anybody, Moses could not be a redeemer. A savior. He was a shepherd under the big shepherd. And that's why Hebrews chapter 3. That's why Christ, the apostle and the high priest, the apostle. That means he came to us with the good news. He came to us with the gospel that his Father and he and the Holy Spirit have for his people. An apostle, he was sent to us. And then a high priest. He is the only high priest through whom we can come to the Father. He is the one, of we read in 1 John 2, verse 1, we have one at the throne of the Father who prays for us. Our advocate, our mediator, our intercessor. Jesus, of which we read that He is the head of the home, He is the head of the family of God's people. Jesus. Oh, what a, what a Savior do we have. There he is at the throne of the Father. And he received a name that is above every name. So that to him all knees should bow and all tongue confess. Jesus is Lord. Jesus, the intercessor. Jesus. Think of. Jesus. Every Wednesday morning, for a bunch of people in the Pines Lodge in Red Deer, I I have Bible readings. All we do is read the Bible. And then some of these people say, "Pastor Jag, we have a hard time praying." And then I say, "Dear sister." Think of the names of our Lord. He is a redeemer and a savior. And his name is Emmanuel. And there are so many names of the Lord. I I have a book, 100 Names of the Lord in the Bible. Think of those names and pray in terms of those names. The Morning Star. I am the resurrection in, of the life praying people. I see them there in the mountains of Iraq among the migrants who have fled all their belongings, all their homes. I see them among the migrants in Germany. I see them in Alexandria, Egypt, where one of our friends is uh, the president of an evangelical Coptic seminary, going through hard times in Egypt where God's people are persecuted. I see them in Shanghai. I see them here in Lacombe. Ordinary people. Children on their knees saying... Lord God, be my Redeemer, be my Savior. And if they can't do what they think of, Romans 8, verse 26, where it says, and the Holy Spirit will help us in all our weaknesses. And then I see this elderly brother He is so full of arthritis, he cannot bend his knees anymore. And so he sits on his chair and he says, Holy Father, I don't know what to say. And then the Holy Spirit helps him to pray. And then I see this young, young person. And this young person is very confused about the Christian faith. Because many in the church don't talk about it. And the parents don't really help him or her in the way of the Lord. And the young person says, oh Lord God, help me. I am at the end. Help me, help me. And the Holy Spirit helps in all our weaknesses. And we have him at the throne of the Father. Jesus Christ the Righteous. Congregation, there are basically three things. And I will show it in a minute through uh, a PowerPoint presentation. But there are basically three things that we are to remember. As we go to the Lord in prayer. One, scripture. Pray Through scripture. Two. Prayer. Three. Meditation. Meditate and pray upon the Holy Word of God. Well, let me show you what uh, John Calvin said about prayer. And so I'll read it to you and you, if you have a pencil or a paper, then mark it down and I can send it to you, pastor if you want me to. For Calvin prayer, and don't go too fast there in the back, for Calvin prayer was like a precious, priceless treasure, priceless, that God has offered to his people. To prayer then are we indebted for penetrating to those riches which are treasured up for us with our Heavenly Father. For there is a kind of intercourse Between God and men, by which having entered the upper sanctuary, they appear before Him and appeal to His promises that when necessity requires, they may learn. Now, notice. By experiences, it has to go through your soul and through your heart that what they believed merely on the authority of His word was not in vain. Accordingly, we see that nothing is set before us as an object of expectation from the Lord which we are not enjoined to ask of him in prayer. So true it is that prayer digs up those treasures which the gospel Of our Lord. Discovers. To the eye. Of faith. So there we go. The first rule. Of prayer. For Calvin was. To enter. Into it. With full. Awareness. Of the one. To whom. We are speaking. The key to prayer is a spirit of reverence and adoration. Calvin, let the first rule of right prayer be to have our heart and mind framed as becomes. Those who are entering into converse with God. Calvin speaks of how easy it is for our minds to wander in prayer. We become inattentive, as if we were speaking to someone. With whom we are easily bored. This insults the glory of God. Calvin, let us know then that none duly prepare themselves for prayer but those who are so impressed with the majesty of God that they engage in it free from all earthly cares and affections. The second rule of prayer is that we ask only for those things that God permits. Prayer can be an exercise in blasphemy if we approach God entreating His blessing for uh, cooperation with our sinful desires. Calvin, I lately observe men in prayer give greater license to their unlawful desires than if they were telling jocular tales among their equals. The third rule of prayer is that we must always pray with genuine feeling. Prayer is a matter of passion. Many repeat prayers in a perfunctory manner from a set form, as if they were performing a task of God. They perform the duty from custom. Because their minds are meanwhile cold and they ponder not what they ask. The fourth rule of prayer is that it be always accompanied by repentance. Now, that is what Moses did, congregation. Exodus 32, verse 32. Forgive them, O Lord. Or blot my name out of the book of life. Repentance. So may the Lord help us all as we go on from day to day. First of all, to worship Him. And secondly, to see. The Lord's Prayer, which we all know, as a model for our prayer. And let us now pray together our Lord's Prayer in the old form Our Father altogether, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. before the throne of God above. Our worship leaders are going to help us again. And I'm sure that we all like to stand before the throne of God above.